you know, we really wanted to come at you guys this week with a beautiful slew of roster movements, roster manias, roster chaos, big moves, small moves, all kinds of different moves. Uh, but now we don't have anything. We have a delay once again, um, which sounds like it came at the 24th hour. Um, and a lot of, a lot of coal. We hate to be Santa Claus here, but there is not too terribly much news other than some interesting movings ons that have been, has been going on. But outside of that, here we are. Tactical crouch. Yiska, how are things? Uh, eventful. Um, looking forward to having to tell my family that I'll probably have to do roster stuff, uh, on Christmas. No less yeah. that my nephew also turns one on the 25th, of course. So that's a double whammy where I'm be sitting over my laptop going like, oh, really? You went there? And then trying to get some, you know, quotes from those guys, trying to do, do the, you know, hint reporting type thing. Maybe I can nail some of them down prior. But yeah, I mean, this is unfortunately ruins my holiday. But I mean, that's that's to be expected, right? That's that's the For game. Sure. It is the game. It is. Is his birthday really on the 25th? Yeah. Yeah. He nailed um, it. He's a Christmas baby. Well, we Germans celebrate Christmas on the 24th. So uh, it's it's kind of okay in the sense that, okay, you, you can probably like <clears throat> do Christmas somewhere 24th and then you drive to my sister, you know, and like do the first day there as well. Also give it, uh, him presents. The only thing, of course, sucks is that like... I hope everyone remembers that this kid should get double there. You know, like, that's what. Yeah, that's what. That's what I was kind of concerned about. Is just like I always feel for the kids who have like birthdays on holidays because yeah. eventually you're just getting like double dipped. Yeah, and just like look, this is birthday and Christmas. Figure it out. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, I'm not doing two. It's it's also not like everyone's like super good with managing their money in the sense like. Oh yeah, I I guess I gotta buy. You know, I've I've a monthly announce. I guess of my recreational stuff is taking a backseat for December because I gotta buy all these presents. Right. If if he was to have like somewhere in April or you know middle of the summer or whatever, like everyone has then the recreational income of that and could just mm -hmm. butter in there. I don't think a lot of people just go like, okay, I would like if they were spaced out, I would give that, and now I do two X. Right. I, I'm just making sure I'm, I already way overcompensated. I'll tell you that much. I already loathe wrapping. Like, you know, oh, at this yeah. age, there's there's still like a bunch of like small gifts. There's a book and then there's mm -hmm. crayons and then there's like that little truck toy. And then there's this thing that makes you just gotta, loud you noises. Invest in bags. Invest in gift bags. Yeah, but like, I, I think it would be fun to wrap it in a way where it's like... You know, it has like a zip thing around, so you just has to rip the cord and it, everything comes apart. Does that make sense? Oh, that's not in the slightest, but I'm going to trust and believe that you know what you're talking about and you're going to It's going to take thoroughly a, day, a full day. hate yourself yes. by the end of it. Yeah. And I, you're going to never do it again. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I mean, by two, I expect him to like be able to rip that shit it, the proper mm. way and fold the, the paper so it can be reused next year. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that that seems incredibly German. Yeah, reusing, no, we're, we're reusing. Not, we're not, we're not actually well. doing that, but no, it sounds I very German, know. right? <laughs> yes, very much so. 
Very Please. much so. But you know who doesn't sound German? Your burner account. I need I need everybody out there to know that Yiska has a well, I guess it's not a burner. It's it's a, technically a parody. And he thinks it's me. I'm here to tell you it's not me. That said, 272 is brought to you by our beautiful patrons. Uh, Avril Vista Baby, Battle Crab, Refine Bean, Bronze Bob Buhau, Picasso, Chris R34444, Kasha67, Lotion, Porkchop Sammy, Rex Sane, Stuck in Bronze, and our YouTube members, Ice Am Jello, William Jess, Fishman, Viralmit6, AK, Chris R, Brother, Stuck in Bronze, Samuel Spaza, Adam L, and Soggy Fumi. Yiska, tell them why it's not me. I don't know. You, yeah, I, I didn't look at you when you said that. I, I need. Okay, I, let me, let me get into my Among Us brain where I just feel when sure. you're lying, but nobody okay. else does. So I vote correctly when you are the mm -hmm. imposter, but nobody else yeah. does. And you have this magical like writer's plot where you can also not convince anyone that it's you. So, <laughs> so that I, I remember this vividly from like 2020 when we pl played that. And it, it it ruined my soul. So is is the is fuck now? I think it's now called the Kula Yiska. Are you the Kula Yiska, or is it a community effort? I am not the I have no idea if it is or is not a community effort. You sure? Positive. <laughs> you really so tried. Sure. You're, the funny thing is, you tried so hard to not give any tells. It's beautiful, but I think I believe I, there's you. no tells to give because I literally couldn't care less. I need everybody. I need the the greater podcast universe to know. And if you want to be a part of this, you need to come to our community at discord.gg/discout. I believe is that still the case? Uh, it's tactical crouch actually. Actually, yeah. okay, very good. So. There's there's a Discord community out there. We sit in Discord chats all the time talking about absolutely nothing. Me when I'm posting, all kinds of stuff. If you don't know what that is, you need to come in and check it out. Uh, it's an inside joke. Uh, but this has been the new drama for the last you know week and a half uh, of Yiska deciding to play Among Us I, with a a parody account that he might even be in charge of. I don't know. Look, here's here's the problem, right? The correct play. The Nash equilibrium strategy is to mm -hmm. just ignore it. That's it. Really is. That would be the mature <laughs> thing that most adults would opt to. Going like, yeah. And you, uh, on the other kind hand, of funny. Now, yeah. I feel I should reward whoever came up with that because they're also doing a pretty good job. You know, like putting false hints into the ether. You know, mm. like. Going like, okay, there's the like there, there's the like there. I still think there's inherently a community effort. I don't think it's one person. I think at this point, also like how it happens, so to explain it to the viewers a little bit, like we hanging out, out in voice and then we talk about something and then something on the Twitter will happen. Like they like a comment or they follow a specific account yeah. or something like that. So they clearly are in voice, but now like, you know, they're, I could narrow it down, but the narrowing down doesn't make too much sense in terms of who it would then be logically. So I assume more than one person in the Discord knows who it is and they are communicating. It is either a smaller or la larger community effort and they are trying to gaslight me. I think that's that's I the see. strategy they're going after. I see. That, that seems like a very... Just 
out there strategy for very very little reward other than just to like get under your skin which i guess they've probably uh accomplished at some Lord point no i deserve it <laughs> <laughs> yo that's that's very true uh for reasons that uh we don't necessarily have to get into today <laughs> Uh, but one of the things that we probably have to get into, speaking of strategy, uh, is the Overwatch League's decision to once again delay the free agency window from today, uh, December 2nd, day of filming. This will probably be out the 3rd, um, to December 23rd. Um, some uh, A piece of information that it sounds like team managers and general managers found out uh, day of, maybe even through Twitter, uh, per per some of them. Uh, Yiska, I have to ask you, as we kind of talked about this last week, uh, this is this is kind of not good, yeah? Yes. And, uh, okay, let me let me clue you in. General managers found out the same time last time. I think the email came two, two minutes maybe before the tweet, right? Okay. So okay. at this point, it's like an established strategy. Why that is, I don't know. I don't think it, it's sloppiness. I don't think that's the mm-hmm. reason. I don't know if they want to avoid leaks. I don't know if they want to shove out that decision as late as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Adam Adamu from uh, Toronto had a counter argument as to, you know, the general argument or the general notion was this is bad, right? This is a bad handling of the situation. Um, Adam said, like, well, you want to maintain competitive integrity in the league, and the way to do this is to, you know, like, try to find a solution for as long as possible until you can't, and then you shut it down, right? Like, then... Mm -hmm. Because here's the competitive integrity issue. By a lot of teams not knowing what their next year looks like financially... Mm -hmm they cannot really set budgets and therefore they cannot make offers for for certain players that then dictates the transfer market of course now Mm -hmm. i can understand general managers saying well i already got my team yes you got your team figured out you have handshake agreements based on rates that are determined by you having to compete with less people at least some of you will right so Mm -hmm. and as far as that like i completely agree there's a competitive integrity issue here I will say, I think this also extends past um, past the uh, China problem specifically. I think the, this uncertainty factor is is determined by other stuff. For instance, like you know the ref share deal and whatnot. So sure, and I just want to underline that there. So what you're saying, so that you know, I I really want to clue in people because I think at this point it feels like maybe the the general population is still very confused as to like what's going on so what you're saying is that this delay is not necessarily just caused in your mind by the you know the net ease deal falling through and you know the general idea of relocation i mean i think this is this is the primary reason for sure i think this probably wouldn't have happened if right now here's sure the the other thing is there was already a lot of uncertainty in the system okay so for instance, they ca- like there was a New York Times article that unfortunately mm-hmm. really didn't help the framing well. The article made it sound like the Overwatch League is chipping in a million per team in order for them to, you know, on top of everything, in order to okay. build a franchise. And 
a million is, by the way, not not enough. If you think about like uh, the budget tier list, there are teams that are over a million salary. Even the lower uh, ranked teams, like you know, that are at 350k, like they still have to pay the general manager, they still have to pay the coaches, they still might have to co uh, pay housing, even though that's no longer part of uh, the requirements. So. Sure. Like and then you know all the costs, the visa costs, and everything that easily balloons up to that, right? Mm -hmm. What it actually was, to the best of my knowledge, is actually just a ref share, right? Propped okay. up a little bit, right? Um, and that was for 2022. This is not what is promised for 2023. I don't right. know what it what the number is for 2023, right? I don't know if other other people know what the number is for 2023. So what you're saying is that it, it isn't necessarily a stipend from the league. It's just kind of a reframing of yes. the revenue I mean, okay. stipends, I think, might have probably gone out somewhere. Like, once again, I don't want to uh, confirm anything. If, if sure, I ever get that on, you know, uh, enough evidence, I probably would report on it. But, um, like, to the best of my understanding, this was just a ref share that went okay. out. It's also reasonable to assume that, right? Like... If you if you follow the announcements, do the math a little bit, give or take, it's not just the the broadcasting deal. It's also <laughs> probably like um, sponsorships that the league got, or that the league could have gotten had the entire fallout not happened. Right? Sure, of course. So <clears throat> that's my speculation in terms of like how the, this number uh, gets stacked mm -hmm. up. Right. So okay. Um, so. The whole thing with the CDL now is that when they are moving to Twitch, and there hasn't been a new deal announced there, right? Like we right. had usually, like when we got the deal with Twitch, and like the, it was decided that Overwatch League was going to stream there, huge press yeah. release, like X million amount, I forget what it was. Right. Like uh, the, the the deal is estimated to be in in the you know it's not just pure cash, but it's other stuff mm -hmm. as well. Especially the YouTube deal was like this, right? Correct, correct. Um, so then if you break it down, what every franchise would be uh, getting, uh, even though it's very, very hard for the recent YouTube deal, because there's, of course, server hosting co costs in... Yeah, there's a whole bunch of extra... Right, it's practically impossible to, to really have an accurate uh, estimation. But you got to assume that this is the lion's share of the revenue, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. <clears throat> Or, like, bottom line. Once again, managers were told, like, two minutes before the tweet, or maybe in the same time, um, right. that they couldn't sign them. And the real hurt that is felt right. is the players that are currently not contracted, that have handshake agreements with those teams, especially those that don't have savings. Mm-hmm. Because they cannot sign a contract by which you, you, they would start generating a salary, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there are some caveats here. Um, that, that's another bombshell that dropped this year, by the way. Is that you can... Like, the start payment date that has to be maintained is like seven days before a league start or something, okay? Sure. So practically speaking, you only have to pay even your starters for the entire duration of the uh, Overwatch League, which effectively is like seven or eight months, okay? Mm -hmm. And this, the end date, we don't even know that yet, 
right. when the end date is, and we don't know what the start date is. And therefore, not only do those players haven't had an ability to sign yet, some of the players where the org will get, go like max savings, and some will, I, I don't know how many, I heard it of some, not many, um, like a lot of them will, of course, start with annualized rates. To quickly explain that, if I earn, you know, 50K, then I divide 50 by 12. Uh, that's what I get per month. And then if I only work for 11 months, because my contract only starts, you know, like in December, right? now I lose a month of salary, right? Sure. Where my, my earning is limited and there's really no other way for Overwatch League players to do. So, but here's the heinous thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Get this, Joe. By making it possible that there's seg- seven days only before leaks start, how do you practice? If if that's po- if you're only getting paid seven days before, you're 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 praying on a lot of goodwill. I'll tell you that you're you're ask. I think I think it's not legal to ask your team to work for you in that time. Oh, but no. competitors. The people will. that made it there will, yeah, unpaid. Yeah. Well, of, course, of course, they have. Un- yeah. So this is your 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 monetizing passion at this point. We're at a point where compet- there will be competitors in the Overwatch League that will mm-hmm. effectively have practice the entire twelve months. They're already starting, of course. Like if if there's a handshake agreement and some some of, I will say the teams that know that they will stick together already are probably not the teams that you know are expected to only be paid late sure of course right? i will also say there's a possibility that some of these orgs say okay you're kind of hard done by we'll up your initial offer so as to recuperate the losses of the month some right i think goodwill was at least there in in past years i hope there's still goodwill here for for those of players course, yeah. because these teams were ready to make those expenses right mm-hmm. um of course they have no insurances like <laughs> this no, will come together, but yeah, it's it's a rough situation for everyone involved, but specifically for players that don't have anything to fall back on, that aren't going to sign these fat contracts. And if you look at the amount of hours, if I'm a team um, or a player that knows mm-hmm. that I have a handshake agreement to be signed, but my salary only starts seven days before league start or whatever it is, maybe it's less, maybe it's more. Um, then I am going to start practicing and then I will only effectively make eight, so these 54,700 something divided by the amount of months, uh, sorry, times the amount of months divided by 12, which comes down to around, you know, 31, 34K, depending on how how much time there is, okay? Mm -hmm. For those eight months. Now, right. if you calculate that to the 12 months, we're now in minimum wage, uh, wage range. Especially, it's actually under. If we're being honest, it's under because everyone, it's not a 40 hour job. Okay. No. So, of course, like, yeah, that, there is absolutely like a, um, an, a market correction that has to happen. There's a lot of inflated salaries. Um, that just aren't sustainable anymore. And that's why course, yeah. you see a lot of this Marcus movements, right? 
I, I still heard of contracts uh, over 200k. That's fine. Some some orcs still pay pay that. Uh, th that's I mean size, that's right? cool. Great. There are definitely some orcs that are still willing to shell out. But yes, there will be absolutely a difference where the top earners in the league will be making, you know, 200, 250,000. Sure. And the lowest earners that still play the entire season yes. will sit there with 31k. And yes, there's right. a wide skill. Difference and yes, you might say, well, that's the same in professional sport. You know, Le LeBron makes like what, like eighty, and then the the other guys do like eight. That's fair. Life is very different at eight million than it is on thirty k. Can we agree with that? Yeah, I'd say quite quite different for you know. So yeah, this it's it's not necessarily apples to oranges, but I get the energy. Uh, but there's a lot of moving parts there that uh, aren't necessarily there for, you know, these players. You know, you you have a uh, an agency behind you in, in the Players Association, I believe, uh, for the NBA is quite, quite, uh, quite active. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many times I, I turn on the news. I hear about lockouts. That's that the other thing. I'm not saying you're not going to hear me get up on a soapbox, you know, banging the drum of, you know, collective bargaining and like, you know, getting you know, organizing your, your union, even though I think they should, uh, we, we've seen that we've, we've heard about that. It doesn't, uh, it's easier said than done. Let's say, um, one thing I, I want to hit you. Uh, one thing I want to highlight real quick, because people will say, well, how has this, like, how is Yiska coming to these things? I think if you read just our I didn't say anything that was going on behind the scenes. This is all out in the open. Like, I, I, I'm doing this, you know, for the the ownership level viewers that we do have. I didn't leak anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I just, you know, smartly picked the correct information as far as I'm, uh, I'm aware, in terms uh -huh. of like what what was put out there by other parties. Um, I definitely was on some of those things to report on them. They yeah. just flew out and, uh, right. So, yes, we're going to play a fun little game. It's called Yes, No, and I Cannot Comment. Sure. Okay, I'm going to throw you a bunch of questions and about this, and you're going to either say yes, no, or I can't comment. Right. Okay. So, in your opinion, now that the free agency's window has been delayed from December 2nd to December 23rd, do you think that the Overwatch League... 2023 season will be delayed. Yes. I, the start of the season. It's impossible to know by how much, right? So okay. if we're looking at the current, we will be pushing the FA window, blah, 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 and the five minimum deadline to uh, the 13th of March. This is the five-player deadline. This is not the six-player right. deadline. That's just the initial deadline. We do not just... know the six-player deadline. Keep in right. mind, the, our best information that we had was um, that we're starting somewhere in March. Now, right. the the six-player deadline... Eric, can you quickly look up how, how much time usually is between the fifth and the sixth? I think this time around, it's probably not going to be a great precedent um, because I think prior to this, there were two months difference. I don't think that's happening. I don't think this right. necessarily has to imply a two-month delay, um, even though it could. 
I'm not sure. But you, you and feel here like I have no knowledge, right? Like this is not just yeah, yeah. looking, you know. Like this is I. I have no idea this what's is just going an on. Informed guess, and I'm not sure if anyone knows what's going on. In sure, house, I, right? yeah. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't sound like the league kind of knows what's going on just yet. So. They might, but yeah. Um. So. So yeah, I think this this already implies a little bit of a later start. Okay. Um, and it's unfortunate because it sounded like we wanted to time it with the new hero in season four. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. And Eric says generally there has been a difference between the five player minimum and, and the six player minimum of two months. Around two months. Yeah. Let's hope that isn't the implication here. And we're starting once again in May. Um, right. That would be rough. Um, that would be. But then again, it would also give some much needed breathing room to figure out some, some ways to, you know, monetize or fix the Chinese situation sure. to sure. also, <clears throat> I think there's a solid, solid chance. I think prediction markets currently have it like around 80 to 85% that the Microsoft deal closes until June, uh, 2023. So then, you know, um, may maybe by the time that happens, we're already like, or the Blizzard is already fused with Microsoft there, and sure. that that changes a little bit. I'm not sure if it would even change things for the good or for the better. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I, there's there's a impossible amount of factors here. Sure. What I will say is the following, right? Mm -hmm. I saw a a lot of like bad bad reception, especially like a, around the personnel of Sean Miller. I feel like I this is I I can tell you less about the performance of Sean Miller than I can tell you about the performance of Moon, right? Like in terms of yeah. like what he contributes yeah, to the team. What, what I have no idea on. what what's going on in that office. What sure. I will say is, just from the outside looking in, bro, he took over an office during a global pandemic, and then like. Of course, that that whole seat was still on fire with the um, with the whole Blizzard stuff, uh, the PR nightmare, and also, of course, like having to change like management and whatnot. And then now this China thing is on the on his plate as well. This is like an I'm sorry, this is an absolute shit sandwich that not a lot of people, um, you know, like it's impossible to say what his performance is like because this is an impossible situation right it's mm -hmm. it, like the, the, if you think you have a solution in place suddenly like this this league is given another curveball now of course some some aspects here in the fundamental planning once again we're still hurting from the decisions yes. made in season one that's also 100%. to be taken into consideration this is not to absolve uh, Sean Miller of all responsibilities, of course. I think. But how the fuck? Yeah, we don't. I, we don't have any idea. I personally don't act think like you do. I personally think it would be a good idea to um, keep your teams more in the loop, and if it leaks, it leaks. That's not a problem. Sure. I think yeah. you should probably take yourself some more time to, which is realistic. I think. Like delaying the free agency when you immediately to that point would have probably been salient and uh, would have given players some breathing room as well or some time to consider. Um, so of course, 
maybe you also do the shorter free agency increments because you don't want to make it too opportune for players to switch to other games, of course. That's always a fear at this point as well. Sure. Um, so, like, but in my mind, I wish the communication was more there. Mm. I don't think necessarily leaks impact the situation by much or move the needle by much. Um, it's it is a really hard situation. I I tell you, everyone know already. Like everyone that works this has a pretty good idea what's going on or what's going right. wrong, right? right? I I think like um that there, there's nothing really anything uh, too un uncertain about mm -hmm. the details. And if it was to come, some stuff will of course eventually hit some reports, but. I mean, at the same time, like you, there is still real people working this. A dwindling amount of players, of course, but of course, yeah, they they have still like a lot of young professionals, highly talented ones, uh, their lives at stake. And if you don't know if you can have a solution by that time, yeah, then you probably should give them all the time they need up. in order to yep. you know, all the certainty you can reasonably give. In order to mm. them, for them to make good uh, decisions about their future, and if that means they're leaving Overwatch, then they're leaving Overwatch. Yeah, right. There's, there's, there's a, an entire new generation of talent that is waiting to, you know, bridge that gap. And and if that's the case, then so be it. Right. Like we've always. That's the one thing that I think we can say with pretty much certainty within Overwatch as an esport is that our rookie classes are usually pretty good genuinely solid talents coming in you talk about last year you talk about the the year before you know really really talented players funneling upwards i think that that is one thing that we can say with certainty that overwatch has um now in the, in the spirit of keeping with a rapid fire segment i'm gonna ask you to uh speed it up a little bit um yeah. let me let me throw this at you if if we're gonna say that maybe the league is delayed um you talked about annualized contracts. Um, do you think this debacle kind of changes the average contract structure moving forward into maybe 2024 or maybe even uh, a general contract rewrite trying to compensate in the interim or maybe making a change there in terms of annualized salaries? Is that something that you feel strongly about or could change? Um. It's it's there there you could theoretically what you could do for instance is mm. let's say <clears throat> you have a total amount that you are expected to pay the player if you were, were ha, would have signed them end of November sure and then you take you maintain that amount and just put it onto the new start date it's still the same amount that the player would have earned they just are with you for one less month. So you're and saying then, just creating like a and then a way to what you can't then it. do, or I guess you could, but what you can't then or shouldn't then do, right, is to have the the option be that same amount, right? Because then your the orc is eating the shit sandwich alone. You right. get it? Like okay, my current rate is uh 100k, so I'm not getting my or 120k. I'm not getting my 10k for uh December. So mm -hmm. I'm, I still will earn 120k with X organization in the 11 month, 
right? But my contract is then not going to be increased to the amount of, you know, that my salary had to be raised in order for the annualized amount to stay 120k. So I don't earn more than I was supposed to once my my option was picked up. Sorry, like this is I, I also I mildly disappointed both myself that I can't come up with the uh the additional of course it would have to be uh when uh, I'll think about it. <laughs> but uh, Okay. Yeah, no so yeah. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> no, I think I think I think uh, the general gist of it being that like you can create like a creative solution to the yes. contract to try to compensate the players based on the situation. Yes. Uh, but to do you think that this creates a fire under the league to actually instill meaningful long term change in terms of how the contracts are structured? Yes or no? I mean, if anything, they, they no, like they 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 <laughs> they meaningfully change contracts mm -hmm. to the detriment of players, and they have for every yeah. season. Sure, right? It's been it's we, a slow degradation. Keep, sure. keep in mind, like these thirty k also don't have to include housing. Agreed. Housing is no longer a requirement. Food is no longer a requirement. Right. Right. So, um, so you would say no. No, the, like I'm hearing a no. Yeah, yeah. and I, really the only thing that has happened in that I can remember that was positive for uh, players is mm -hmm. the, getting rid of rolling inflation? thirty days. No, that's and a, the, yeah, okay, the inflation. Even though like the buying power, if, if that power feels that feels like the most like bare yeah. minimum. That's like yeah. thanking your partner for listening to you when yeah. you have a bad day. No, it's like oh my god, just, thank you for being there for me. It's, it's like just the same. Yeah. What? It's just the yeah. same. Okay. Um, gotcha. So really, we've only been taken away from player rights. And Correct. to a degree, they should. Because none of those salaries were sustainable. And I'd argue they never well, were. That's, that's their fault, though. Like, that's just dumb money. Sure. Right? I, I don't know if I want to start policing dumb money. But I digress. Um, I hate you with one, a couple more. Um, is there a world... Where deals that were handshook for today are off the table for the twenty third. Yes. Okay. Sure. Like if once, imagine a situation where once again, like an orc, like the Hangzhou Spark, feel sure. confident to spend the same amount they've, that they've always done since mm -hmm. going into the Overwatch League. This instantly changes the market. Like last season, you could. You could feel a, a real shockwave go through the... No pun intended. Also, wasn't shockwave. Uh, leaky, leaky, leaky. Like, a, a couple of key signings just ruined the market. <laughs> like, sure, It yeah. just made everything go bonkers. Like, not only were, like, some folks upset that someone would pay so much for certain free agents, it also like increased expectations what everyone else had to play pay right so this is also by the way this is a thing that always happens each each season it's like we are going to only eat ramen and pay min right and then like we find a cozy bridge and that's where we play and then the closer the season comes and it's like the gm's like oh well we're going to really suck and it's like oh, 
yeah, I don't want to deal with a Twitter headache. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, here, have some more, right? Um, and then, you know, housing is added or whatever, right? Like this this um, raising of budgets from the hardcore, like, idealistic point of like, okay, this is exactly how we can, how much we can afford. Some teams don't waver, of course, but sure. a lot of them do. Gotcha. And last but not least, in this not so rapid fire round of questioning, sure. um, <laughs> the thing is, hey, like, look, saying yes no to these is like really reckless. <laughs> like, it's like no, it, no, I agree. It's definitely not the the correct format, and I think you're doing it well. So I, I'm I'm okay. mostly teasing. Uh, uh, last one, last sentence. one. Uh, do you still think the Atlanta Rain, as we move forward, uh, is a top five team in the world, knowing what we know now? Hell yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, obviously. Okay. Let me let me pull the curtain on the mind of, <laughs> okay. of Joe. Because uh-huh. we've had this discussion behind the scenes of like yeah. you know the the AT roster going to defined has been leaked and mm-hmm. everything. And Joe out of a fever ayahuasca six level of transcendence stream Mm-hmm. has conceived that the Toronto Defiant will finish higher than the Atlanta Reign. Now, keep in mind, we also don't, like, we don't know exactly who will be on Toronto. Fair. We don't know exactly who will be on Atlanta yet, right? Sure. What you can assume, though, is that Atlanta will pick up one banger main support and maybe another flex support and then maybe another flex CPS, and then I think that's probably you, you what... understand that that's like a whole like half another team, yeah. Right, but like that's the expectation, right? Like right, yes. They'll they'll get some, and they are a bunch of S tier main supports, in my right. opinion. On the dude, you have Chio, you have, and by the way, it's not just main supports that that they that they might be looking at because the paradigm of like what's a main support, blah blah blah. Maybe you just go to flex supports. That works apparently. That that dude like got to second place and like in through the grand finals. Mm-hmm. It was one map away from winning it. All all again on a role he hasn't played and could f- double flex. You know, Violet. So okay, we have a bunch of STF flex supports like Shu, like Fielder, still on the market. We have a we have Vindame. We have yeah. um, a lot of good talent. Chio. We have Lee J gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Chorong. Like all these guys are just like out there in the ether and could be picked up. And yep. if you're a team that's still willing to offer six figure, low six figure contracts, then mm-hmm. you're probably going to find someone that's very good, right? Probably. Joe is here. Where's the power of friendship? They've been friends for so long. And because they're friends and because uh-huh. they watch. The, the the care bears together yeah their light rays and love rays will persist mm. against the evil super teams that just want to win with money fuck no lip is going to <laughs> curb stomp your dreams fuck friendship fuck uh-huh. all of that shit yeah, friendship yeah. doesn't trump aim mm. I see I see um can I get a score check on the uh, the South Korean World Cup game? Just real fast. What do you mean? Did they beat... Who, who did South Korea beat today? 
I feel uh, like there was a big name that... Uh, they beat P Portugal, a team that didn't need to win. They were sandbagging. You should know this by <laughs> now. We had, had this since season one. <laughs> very good, very good. Okay, okay. Um, so just to, just to clarify my point, it's never been about friendship. Uh, it's really never been about uh, Care Bears and, and Sun Rays. Uh, oh, it's it's about been about synergy, Kumbaya. <laughs> like it, 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 it's it's partially synergy, that's for sure. Uh, it's it's also logistics, right? Uh, so as the team stands now for the Atlanta Rain, uh, as of December second, um, we have Gator as head coach, Wizard Young joining the team as an assistant Bang coach. Bang up, pick up as well. I, I don't know what he was smoking. Okay, uh, I like that energy. Uh, we have Hawk. I'm also lying. We have Vigilante. I'm just, I'm just lying for the sake of <laughs> my argument. We have Hawk. We have Vigilante. We have Stalker with Lip. You're not going to hear me shade or, or, or throw shade on the individual talents of this team, right? That, that's not going to happen. But far too often in esports do we see a team of very, very talented individual players not necessarily lead up to uh, being an incredible team per se, right? Um, and this, from the initial roster building, feels like a, a good uh, early diagnosis for a team, especially when you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like he's going to say it. There's there's a lot of it. Koreans on this team. Yeah, I don't know what Hawks doing here. Be like a top five tank in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not just get Smurf? Why not just get a uh, Korean main tank? I mean, you're not wrong. Like that would make that team probably easier to manage and probably better if you could literally get Smurf or someone. Or yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think and, and that's not. Updates. And I'm not saying Hawk is bad. What I'm saying is that this this game for the last six years has been incredibly difficult to manage, just for single language rosters, let alone a team that's at least on the outset, looking very Korean-leaning. That's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's, you know, your prerogative to do that. What I, what I really am, am not necessarily finding confidence in is, is trying to thrust them into this world-class status when we don't have any other information about most teams. Do you and just conjure up other STL talents that like I'm, get curb stomped by What I'm saying is I can't. I <laughs> what I'm saying is I can't necessarily judge anything just yet. I'm not gonna just uh, yeah. As as of right now, this Lip is the only team judges that your favorite <laughs> hit scan player every time he plays, dude. You're right, Gator. As his first act as a main coach went, I am going to release Kai and upgrade. That's a crazier sentence. That's a new entire syntax that we didn't know existed in the Overwatch League before. Motherfucker upgraded from Kai. And it's fucking it's lip. Like, yeah. And then, and then I'll, mm -hmm. I'll give you a little bit of, uh, of a sneak peek as well, behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. If you talk to teams, everyone is convinced Stalker is the truth. Like, if you give, like, the, if a genie shows up and goes, you have two choices, either Stalker or Profit. 19 teams take Stalker at this point. No, I'm lying, uh, once again, to, to make my arguments. <laughs> in a, in a, you want to have a little bit more weight? I really uh -huh. heard this from like six, six people. Sure. Which is very close to 90. 
Yeah, an incredibly close number. <laughs> I would say the most close. Um, that said, yes, I th- I, I've i been very big on Stalker since the Gauntlet performance. I think he's only grown in stocks for me. I think Lip is fantastic, but let's not forget, you know, Lip was fantastic last year. It wasn't going to deadlift a team throughout the playoffs. He fucking tried, though. Uh, nobody's saying he didn't try. I'm not saying he even had a bad season. What I'm saying is I don't know what Hawk and Lip do together. I don't know. Magic. (laughs) Dude, you got to be gun-by-pilled more. Like, I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Color me me an idiot. I don't know. Um, I I think my stance has been pretty clear since we've had debates on the show. You can go back hundreds of episodes and you'll always hear me argue against the creation of mixed rosters, they're a headache logistically. There are culture clashes. Like the average performance of your team only goes down unless you are very careful in which players you pick, from my understanding. Uh, and I don't know that teams like have the resources to like spend the time to really figure out who is a right fit and who is not. I don't know that picking just for talent is always the best route. I'm happy. Here, here's, here, here's a couple things that I am thankful for. Uh, talking about the holiday season, I'm thankful that Atlanta is spending the money. I'm thankful that we'll get uh, an answer to this question because it, this seems like a very exciting team. So it's a team that I want to see play. But am I going to stick my neck out there as of today and say this is a world-class team? They should be shooting for a title when they've got four players and Hawk. And that's not shade at Hawk, but it, there, there's a there's a there's somebody sticking out here, and it it's looking like it's him, right? I said the same thing about Boston the year before where I'm like, Hey, they could probably just play a Korean team. And lo and behold, they played a Korean team sometimes. Right. Like and it, that sucked. And they were better when punk played. Right. Th- that's true. So why not just play punk and create a team with punk in mind? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, yeah. And then you like, why, why get into this? Tr- why get into that trouble beforehand is what the, my entire argument. The thing is, what I agree with you is with is there's probably not a less opportune or like like yeah less opportune role to have your one English speaking guy in than main tank. I think that's the worst that it could be, right? Like main support, whatever. Beat, beat, speed boost. That's done, right? Like mm-hmm. as as long as you can communicate that, I think like that guy can probably even though he probably has to call him. Forget about me. Maybe it's the flex DPS actually, um, but yeah, tank is pretty. Like, there's a lot of information that has to be communicated by the main tank in, in order to like what he sees, what, how engagements go, especially in dive. So, yeah, I I think that's a little suboptimal. But I also saw the shock. I mean, that's once again like a team that was very close to winning it all, had a pretty good season. And we heard from Kasaurus, the the main coach the you put a lot of trust in with the uh, the AT roster, um, that you can find these you know keywords in order to bring understanding. And if they can consistently do that, and also like it maybe sounded a little bit mean, but I genuinely think if you think about assistant coaches or what the Atlanta Rain needed, then. Wizard Young easily is a top three it, choice. There. Yes, it is, a, it is a great fit. I think it makes a lot of sense. Somebody who obviously is fan, you know, is 
I think fluent. I don't know if that's like, like the law to say, or like, you know, if there's like something you need to pass, he's fluent. Like, let's just Mm -hmm. say, yeah, call it what it is. Um, and he's worked with Korean teams. He's worked with Western teams. Uh, there's probably not a, there's not too many better fits here. Let's, let's be completely honest. Yes. Yeah. So yes, I think that's a strong pickup. I think it makes a lot of sense and it did definitely increases my trust or confidence in this team. Um, but these next few pickups for Atlanta, um, are they're gonna have to do something something special because i hear you know i hear i'm hearing things about glads that i like i'm hearing things you know elsewhere that i'm liking i'm like okay atlanta has a lot of you know weight to throw around here you know they've got a six foot eight gaming warlord coming at you throwing kids in lockers i get it i'm not saying this team wouldn't likely be better if you put hanbin or smurf in that position or someone Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the truth. Someone, you could argue. I also don't want to slander Hawk too much, but once no, again, you're this is you're, not Hawk slander. Uh, you're working against um, the language uphill battle. So, right. but yeah, there's I, cutting. There's cutting with the grain, and there's cutting against the grain. A lot of teams, I don't know why, but they constantly want to cut against the grain. Yeah, don't get it. Yeah, uh, I mean, okay, I do get it because signing Stalker and Lip as your DPS duo is real mm-hmm. sexy. Yeah, that's that's got me hot and bothered. Vigilante, woo, baby. I get it, I get it, but you know, November's past, boys. Like, come on now, let's let's not get too ahead of ourselves. That's all I'm saying, right? Dude, if they get a let's- bang on main support in there, or even like, dude, okay, Joe, this is this. Is, I I'm pulling you from the brink. You're okay. at the cliff. You're looking yeah. down at the void. Everyone, all the crouchers are behind you going, don't do it, Joe. Don't jump. Here's the thing. <laughs> if this team gets someone like Shu. Me when I'm jump-pilled? Okay. Like Shu? Like Why would Shio, they need Shu? Like Vindame? Like Vindame, sure. I could see. <clears throat> Shio, Vindame. I miss it. Maybe even Chirong, even though that didn't look I'm likely. Sure. Yeah, let's let's say they get Vendame or they get Shio. Sure. Sure. Does that change? Or are you still no. jumping on, on the I'm uh, jumping AT train? And I ripped out my I, I don't I don't even know. Okay, let's let's I don't know if I want to use a verb, right? I think from everything that I weigh as strong in in general esports just across the board. Um, yeah, no, I would probably put more of my, my confidence in, you know, whatever this AT core looks like, if they're actually going as a package deal, I would say that that to me is a more consistent team in the long run than Atlanta Rain. That's crazy, specifically because you saw half of them already on the team this year on the Atlanta Rain, and it wasn't that good. We saw we saw two of them, three. OG, Ultraviolet, Speedily. Are we really gonna count speed? I mean, if you if you think he's going to like increase his performance manifold, then. I would you probably some. have to say that he's going to get more starting time or at least sure. like get a fair shake. Sure. When you have somebody sitting on the bench, they can't play 
it's got to be pretty difficult to try to integrate him into screams, right? Look, I my take, I felt like as soon as that like blue and green uh, graphic popped up and it said Aspire, I knew my take was, was correct. I was like, ah, baby, Aspire not going through that team? Woo! I sure. feel good about my take. Sure. I, I'll say this. I think a lot of people are still shock-pilled. Rightfully so. Right. I think what shock have done um, since season one has been very, uh, very impressive. Uh, funnily enough, a lot of that groundwork laid by Sefi, um, who is now, I believe. Remote analyst, whatever that means. Still, you know, working with the team in, in a lesser degree than it used to. But again, still, you know, this is his, his pet project, let's say. Um, I, I trust that this will be a good team, um, but I I do not know how much I want to throw around like great title, you know, all of these great and fun adjectives to teams this early on uh, when we really don't know what other teams look like. Um, is it an exciting team? 100%. I'm, I'm very excited yeah. to see this team play, um, but I don't know. I, I really would low, like to see this team balance out a little bit. Low key, dude. There's not that many more rosters that can go pound for pound that could be built other than shock. You don't think Glad's could? I don't have too many players signed just yet. Yeah, but like the moves that you hear like Glad's entertaining, I don't think they get there, dude. We will have to see. We will certainly have to see. Again, Glad's as it stands now, Hawk, Vigilante, Stalker, Lip. Leave in the comments below actually, if I'm an idiot actually, or if you're with Yiska. Joe, I, I'll give you a dark horse in the ability to go pound for pound. And that's okay. a big what if. Okay. But Houston could also theoretically get there. Houston could go pound for pound. Yeah. You're telling me Beasley Media is going pound for pound. No, like if you look at what the current roster is and like the <laughs> sure, sort sure, of sure, sure, like sure. upgrades that they, you know, it's like. Okay, they retain Pelican, they retain Marriott. Um, they... But do we know that for sure, though? No, but like, let's assume that. Then okay. that, that's like a really solid core to build on. And of course, like having released Dante kind of communicates that you're going full Kareem, unless you're As, letting go sure. of everyone for the big contract. Goofy pilled. Yeah. Um, so if not, that could mean like maybe you're also shopping for that Dante salary that you're now freed up. Maybe you're getting a banger main tank, right? Could be. Maybe could you're getting be. one of the banger main supports, right? By the way, I feel like hot hot take, Joe. Hot take. Hot, hot takes incoming. I've got a lot of feel them. Like, I feel like the trap card that you gotta really try to avoid this season is picking up Lee Jae gone. Oh, it's, that's the trap card? It's sexy. It sounds sexy. I think it's a trap. I think you shouldn't do it. I think you should do everything in order to get Vinde more Chio. Sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> yeah, I would I would tend to agree. I think Lee Jagon is one of those players, and this is this feels heretical saying, but I think Lee Jagon is one of those players that you probably have to build a team around, or with him in mind, at the very least. Yeah. Right? That feels like an early piece to sign or you know, first. And then you fill out the rest of the team around him uh, being the kind of, you know, backbone of the team. Um, so no pun intended. Um, moving on from Atlanta. 
was once a restricted free agent, um, is now an unrestricted free agent in the GOAT in profit. You brought him up earlier versus his contemporary or former contemporary and stalker. Uh, where's the GOAT going? What's up with what's up with profit? Okay, here's my here's my profit take. I think it's true to say pound for pound in the position and in the heroes that Stalker is playing. Those heroes are probably other than Tracer. I'm struggling to say Genji, not Genji. Stalker is an upgrade, but here's the big one. You're buying yourself tickets, bro. Tickets on tickets on tickets. On all those metas that could be dropping, especially with the new heroes. That's a dude that can step in at every role and just perform at least A tier almost immediately on every hero that isn't called Echo. And <laughs> Hey, he got better. He got better. He got better, but like you know, the, it was probably the worst he's ever looked at in his career. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, early on, Echo. Um so once again, and we're also not getting DPS during the next season, so that's that's kind of good. Um, but yeah, this is. I think this is a picking up profit is great for your team if you're a smaller roster and you're like thinking, okay, I got six players or seven. Probably want another. I want to double up on the supports, or maybe not, and maybe I want to double up on the tanks. But I feel like, let's say you're a six-man roster, I think Profit being your, you know, double up on the DPS, that's actually kind of good. Because now you have the flexibility to put him on, on flex support or on yeah. tank. And if you pair him with quality around him, that's still absolutely possible to be a really scary team. I will also tell you, I'm sh scared shitless. Shitless where this guy's going. Because this is the key moment in history where you ruin a goat's destiny. This is the, the cliff, and the eagle is there. The goat is mm -hmm. on the mountain, right? The eagle wants to throw the goat off the mountain. And the goat got to traverse the terrain and escape. Yeah. Like, he needs to find that cliff, like that high point, where he can team up with other good players and, like, be safe, have a good team, doesn't need to win, top five team in the world, top three team, top performances consistently, once again, be an MVP can candidate. That's sure. what you wish for profit going forward, right? Yeah. And yeah. L let's, let's call a spade a spade. It's not all a leaf story. It cannot always be a leaf story where one guy hard carries a team. Agreed, agreed. Like, you need a team built around you in order to be able to consider your legacy. And as the, go as the GOAT, and everyone that has an idea about sports will tell you, and as Prophet has demonstrated as last year, that dude also has pull. Dude. Yeah. Playing with Prophet, I just got done like reading the, the proper stream summary. That kid was named, named himself after Prophet. That guy's mm. an idol. He hasn't dropped in level. Arguably, like, one of the best profit times was stage one this year, where he sure. absolutely pounded on Genji. And, like, the, he's not washed. He can attract players to your franchise, if you, if you may. 
I would actually still give him a starting spot and then try to get like S- at least one or two S-tier talents around him in some other role and then you can cook. That's possible, yeah. I think. But I'm 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 scared shitless that we're getting him on like a team like I don't know, one of the Chinese teams that sun- suddenly get told, yeah, here's money and then like he's uh, he's getting arch- architected, you know. See, I fe- I I was concerned that he was going out west. Uh, that's not a problem. Okay. Right, but I certainly wouldn't like that if I was like if if we're looking at like goat candidacy. If we're looking, we're talking legacy. I don't know if that's something I want to like risk. Look, like what I I'd be intrigued. But I'd be scared if, for instance, mm-hmm. a team like, by the way, 100%, honest to God, hand on chest, this isn't a league. I'm just... <laughs> just just say it. I'm just say the like, purple team. It's the Glads, no, right? No, We're it is We're all scared of the Glads coming in with a Boston. It is Boston and then like a constellation of like decay there with profit, something like this. In what? Okay. Okay. Help me. You want to you want to talk about cooked audio listeners? You can't see this, but my hands are real cold, and this kid's giving me a headache. In what <laughs> fucking universe do you think Prophet could go to Boston before he goes to either Glads or Philly? I think they might not want him. Okay, would you, okay riddle me this? I I, I kind of like the Philly take. That the Philly Philly yeah, one is he, interesting, but it also would suck for Zest. I don't care if I'm Zest, if I'm Comcast Jones. It's it's I actually don't give a fuck. I I don't think I'm you need to Zest back up. I'm you don't need to Zest pick up. What should have happened is like you need like a really good like a happy like a merit. Those are the guys you got to get. Uh, in on Philly, so MN3 has solid competition, and when you th- see MN3 is on on a hero, then you put MN3 in. If not, you need an like an A plus S minus uh, backup that can slot in there. It's not like like Profit just takes over on Widow or whatever, right? Um, sure. You want Agreed. Prof, and I don't think Zest is the player that you need a backup for. I think Zest Zest is the truth already. This kid. Like in his rookie year was already really solid. I think next year is only going to get better. I I I like that energy, right? <clears throat> what I foresee happening is the following, right? Okay. I think there are plenty of heroes that prob profit can play at a adequate level, mm-hmm. right? MN3, much like I've said in numerous shows, is a role player. He is your third player. He is a hitscan specialist. If that, mm-hmm. does he have his moments where he absolutely takes over games and just looks like an absolute stud? 100%. Can we count on that? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, I I get really concerned about that DPS duo without a third when I start thinking about anything plus Tracer. Right. Right. Zest has a tracer. Sure. Everybody keeps telling me, oh, I'm in three this, I'm in three that. I'm like, guys, look. Right. 
if I want to win the league, if I want to spend my Comcast bucks, if I want to spend my funny Monopoly money on winning an absolute Overwatch League title, I want one of the best Tracer players to ever touch the goddamn game to be on my Tracer, right? Yeah, it's- And then we have Zester and MN3, right? If we need a Genji, we've got a Genji. If we need a Soldier, an Ash, God forbid, right? We have everything else around him. I don't think Tracer is going anywhere like she hasn't forever. Very rarely does this character ever not see play, right? Mm. And you've got characters like Genji and Sombra. God forbid an Echo comes in. You have all the flexibility in the world. I think that this complements that trio so, so nicely. Yeah. I mean, it's you're not wrong. And in that, Carpe was actually kind of a good solution to this. Carpe was a very lucky solution. I think they got very, very... They were very blessed with how dominant Sojourn was after her change and how often we had an actual like hit scan like yeah, secondary. You're right. Yeah. Where they had a you know, they had some depth there. So they could go, okay, do we want MN3 here? Do we want Carpe there? Like yeah. there's there's plenty of worlds where we get Tracer plus something that, you know, Tracer Echo, Tracer Genzi, Tracer Sombra, and Carpe doesn't see a, a lick of playtime. Right. Right. Like I think Philly were were very blessed in that way. Um, yeah, I, I think you need. It's not necessarily building a backup for Zest. It's about completing this trio and and really meta proofing your team. I think it makes total sense. And you want to talk about like not moving so far. You've got the resources. It makes sense to me. I don't know. It's, it's also. I think it's the good. Th- fit. That's the question because like last year, low key. Other than Carpe, Philly was kind of budget. I'm not sure if they're shooting this year. If they're okay. launching nukes into the market, trying to attract these, uh, these like there's of course always rumors who they shot at. The rumors are sure. all like, okay, there's a change in in expenditure. Uh, if those are true, it's another deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if Philly wants to shoot, I think once again this is one of those seasons where it's probably like I feel like higher spending will at the end of the day be highly efficacious in terms of like your like i know you task probably someone in the org to do the calculation how important is roster spending you know mm-hmm. take the budget tier list start calculating ask around what are these players making blah 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 win rate per map and whatever and you find out like uh it's now less opportune than it ever was this is going to change we once again sure the the inertia or the like entropy is once again setting in on this game called Overwatch 2 and yes we're getting frequent heroes and it's not going to settle as quickly as it did uh, for Overwatch 2 even though uh, for Overwatch 1 even though I will say the goat stuff definitely is basically like a new game um yeah. but what we saw towards the end of the Overwatch 1 era was Everyone kind of knew what the comps were. Everyone knew what 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 you had in your uh, talent. The established veterans, like their their efficacy, was very high. Like you could, you paid what you got most of the time. And then this reason all around, and rookies were super strong again. Even though, like towards the end of the season, this ebbed off a little bit, and like the the strength of rookies, like definitely heavier. Interestingly, at the start of the season, but still, like the 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 value of veterancy was greatly diminished over other years. This is coming back. Like, now we are we once again filtered for not just 
veterans, but veterans that don't want to play anymore, that aren't suited mm-hmm. for Overwatch 2. You know, like we, we saw Flatter talk about like not really feeling it anymore. Those guys are going to be gone. And then whatever is veterancy is going to pound for you. Like, yeah. there's no wor- universe where a motivated Smurf is going to suck next year. There's no universe where a motivated Prophet will suck next year, right? So yeah. this, to me, seems like a season where you absolutely, especially if you already have an established very good high-potential core, we can absolutely buy a championship. Or high standings, I will say. I agree. I I. There's really nothing more I can add there. I would 100% agree. You know, when we talk about, you know, this being the biggest budget year in recent memory, um, it, it, any any penny that you can scrounge up from the old couch is probably going to be, you know, a performance booster. Um, but, but budget and, year, in the, you see it said biggest budget year in the sense like a lot of teams are going budget, not everyone has a big budget. Just to, yes, know, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just for the viewers to not confuse, you know. Agree. Yes. Yeah. Like when 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 he when Yiska's talking about like the the you know this could be the biggest discrepancy between the top and like low yeah. spending teams. Like that's that's what I'm playing within. This and if al- you can, go ahead. This is almost certainly going to be the least uh, average amount spending and lowest right. amount of players signed this year. So right. the total roster expenditure is going to be the lowest next year. I'm pretty sure on average. Gotcha. Unless something I've, wildly okay. changes, like I don't know, like let's hope it does. Like I don't know, maybe maybe we find some crypto billionaire that wants to pay us a hundred million. Great, yeah, let's let's go get an FTX involved. That's what we want. Uh, I'm desperate. That enough. said, <laughs> hey, look, I get it. Uh, profits out there. I hope he finds a home. Look, if if Pre's out there and he's got decay, and like, hey, you want to you want to partner up with Profit? I'd I'd like to see profit in the blue and gold. That would be an absolute brain bender, but uh, make it happen. I guess I don't know. I figured that's I figured a, maybe that that's a apex season four callback. A mm. little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but yeah, profits out there. I hope you find. I think he's definitely gonna find a home if he wants to find a home. Um, right. And uh, that's that's uh, you want to talk about hot free agents? Profits on the market. We'll have to wait and see. December twenty third is when we'll probably get uh, that that news. Probably later. Probably later. Sure. Let's 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 bank on later. Let's let's bank on uh, that having needing some time to roll out. At least announcements, of course, like social um, media, this, that, the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, another team that's been doing some moves that I think is going to be fun to speculate on. Uh, a friend of the show, Broy in Vancouver, have uh, re resigned, mm-hmm. not resigned, but have as as reupped his contract. Uh, surprising, I think nobody, uh, but has also found a head coach in Askoff, formerly with the Boston Uprising. I believe they worked together last year, and I think the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also resigned Aspire, somebody who I think. The community has rightly pointed out is probably Vancouver's best piece, but like subtly good, like very, very talented Um, coming off a 2021 performance in Toronto where, you know, the joke was that he didn't really speak too much with his teammates and just kind of play tracer and pounded and coming into Vancouver and, you know, looking fantastic. So he's this Vancouver team. 
kid's crazy. I think he's nuts. Yeah. I kind of want to see him on like a really good roster to see like how how high just he how can high you can go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like, no cap. Like I, I'm not sure if if it's stupid to. Uh, yeah, I mean Ooh, in, the, in terms it. of Ooh, say fle- it. I like where this is going. Why why can he not be Kevster? Well, okay, let's 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 uh, slow down. I I like the energy. <laughs> Kev Kev is a hyperflex. Sure. I don't know if a spire sure. has sure. projectile chops. Sure, sure, sure. What I do know is that he differentiates himself outside of the gadget third man. He's not a hit scan specialist. Mm-hmm. So much. Okay, that's not necessarily fair to say because Tracer technically is a hit scan, but he's got a Tracer along with all the rest of the hit scan options, right? right. And he's very good at both of them. And Which I think is that kind that, of interesting, right? Like, as a yes, piece. it is a great package to have. That's yeah. a fantastic thing to have as a core of your team. Yeah. Because then you don't run into the same issue that something like a Philly has, where yeah. like you need an MN3 to be able to do other things. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if he can, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Carpe previous years, Happy in previous years, maybe even this year, right? Uh, where where you need your hit scan to do more than just like click heads. You need them to be able to play Tracer. Can you have like some projectile in there? Can you at least like find a creative solution? A lot of these hit scan specialists, these these third, you know, third man role players are just Widow, Sojourn, Ash. That's it. Don't ask like anything else is just not necessarily up to the task. It doesn't necessarily hold hold the same kind of caliber as other heroes. Aspire doesn't fit that bill. Actually has some depth to him. Has a really cool package. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is I I think I think people would be very surprised if you actually look at some of his stats, you know, when Stats Lab came out, I pulled up some of his not specifically looking for him, just looking at outliers. And funnily enough, he's an outlier. I think it was for Sojourn, I think it was. Um Really, 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 really impressive. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, is it, it could there be a start here? You know, we talk about following the Ducks. You know, this is a former Boston GM, former Boston assistant coach turned head coach. I, I've got a couple names on the list that probably I, I don't know feel like shoe wins to go to Vancouver. I, you want to take sure. the the crack at this? I mean, yeah, the the obvious ones. I think I'm not. Sh- yeah, let's. I don't know if they leaked, so I'm not going to say it. But yeah, there they are some uh, elephants in the room, right? Um, I would say so. Yeah. I think there also were some gems in there that probably should make Aspire happy enough. You just got to really follow up. Yeah. You got to, like, definitely like a, a, a pairing of DPS. You got to give him someone. Mm-hmm. To bounce off, um, maybe even someone to apply pressure there, um, and then yeah, you definitely need to look at the support line and like figure out something there. And I I don't know what the budget situation is for them. Um, sure. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting what they're cooking, but once again, like. I think this could could be a mid-tier team next year. Mid-tier in the sense of like com- like at least remotely competitive. Could be like not not an absolute, you know, bye week you know, situation. Yeah, at the higher end like you know, are we talking like London 6 7th, okay, sixth, okay. Something like this in NA. Yeah. And then 
I mean, yeah, I, th I think if if those guys that I'm thinking of are going there, they're never going to be the worst team in the league next year. Definitely not. Um, probably also not second or third. So probably not. But yeah, that's that's. I, think that I, I also don't think that they have the ability to strike any higher. Unfortunately, I I'd probably give them a couple metas, depending on like what this team files out to be again. Like, I know nothing about this team. We'll have to have Baroy or Askoff on the show. I've reached out to the both of them. You know, we'll see. Um, but if I if I had to guess, if you're a betting man and you're telling me that two former Boston Uprising coaches are coming to a team and they don't bring on somebody, uh, I think uh, I think you can you can slap me in the face and I'll eat a shoe, right? Like. There's there's probably somebody from this 2022 roster that's probably coming along, if not a couple of them. Um, and that already, I feel like, is a vote of confidence, right? On mm -hmm. top of whatever talent that we see come through. The, th the uh, question is, should it should it be, right? I think there's... Should this, it be? What do you mean, should it be? I think there's a valid concern. Okay, let me, let me throw you at this. Let me play devil's advocate here, because we're in a okay. position where we, of course, like we've known Baroy for a long time. Agreed, yeah. I'm going to force you out of your conference zone here, Joe. Okay. Broy went from Toronto Defiance season two mm -hmm. to um, Boston Uprising. Yeah. <clears throat> and none of those teams ever ch even challenged the top half. Agreed. And if you look at his history, just like mm -hmm. by, based on evidence, without context, yeah. if you're a fan... Doesn't look that good. Why? I think that's and then now I, that guy uh -huh. is apparently also bringing in people from the team that wasn't really that good. So from the outside, mm. the the you know the the fan and that's I'm basically quoting a Reddit comment here. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. Why is that not the right way in your mind to look at that, or is it? I think it comes down to where you're placing um, a lot of power, right? Um, I think you can be a coach and not have any say in your roster building, sure. right? Especially if you're an assistant coach. Um, maybe even if you're, maybe God forbid, let's say you're a head coach and you have players that are just on contract. Now I have to build with them in mind. And let's be honest, I don't particularly like them, right? I don't know that... Anybody, but uh, I think the inner workings of the Overwatch League knows who's actually making decisions and who isn't. Um, and I'm certainly not going to trust that Reddit knows, right? Um, I don't suspect, however, that Baroy in a GM position uh, does not have full control of this team, right? Or at least is in a much better position to make decisions and to consult and to perhaps even guide the roster building of this team um to go a step further if you're going to then bring along somebody from a team that looked at least like they had a good head on their shoulders when it came to like stepping into a position somebody that i think he probably has you know adequate and, and candid information on with him kind of stepping up into that position. Um, I, I, I'll, 
trying to remove as much bias as possible because of course I, I i am biased you know i think you have to check that at the door and say look i've known broy for god knows how many years uh I, i've spoken to him about you know his teams his players what have you um i i think he understands what what goes into making a good team and i would trust that given full power full roster construction you know ability at his at his fingertips that he would probably come up with a a competitive team with the resources that he was given right um i think to underline that comment specifically i don't know that anybody knows who's really making decisions um and just because there's a coach moniker attached to your name doesn't mean that uh you have a ton of say so mm-hmm. i don't know that he did i'm not saying he did but with the teams that he's been on, I think there's a lot of room to say, mm, I don't know how much room you've really been given, especially um, if there happens to be any kind of extracurricular, you know, goings ons where, you know, is he is he there full time? I don't know. Hard to say. He's got family in Vancouver now. And funnily enough, he's the GM of Vancouver. now. So I, I don't I I don't I don't take that too lightly i think enough information is out there to uh to probably say the otherwise i i like the energy though i think that's like a fair enough criticism but i don't know that i would levy that just yet Mm -hmm. i think if you are skeptical that's fair to be skeptical but i think you know this would be the year to kind of you know litmus test that that skeptical that, that that questioning mind to say okay well if you haven't had full roster power and now you've been given it what kind of roster are you going to give them? yeah yeah what what i want from baroy is like intelligent well, i don't want another chica dance but that's just me <laughs> intelligent like roster assembling but sure. also i kind of want to see him try once again to find the diamond in the rough if that makes sense yeah you can bring in yeah, some veterans and whatnot but it would be interesting to see like the scouting chops applied and uh see if you can you know elevate another talent uh into you know relevance here's a fun anecdote for for anybody who hasn't been with us for for god knows how long um everybody likes shoe right everybody loves shoe now everybody loves talent talking about how good shoe is anybody remember toronto esports shoe Anybody remember Flashlex shoe? Because you know who does? Roy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on my radar. I watched all Apex from season one onwards, right? Mm-hmm. Even even going into the the what, well, what was it called? Not the Super Week, but the uh it was like contenders for Apex. I can't even remember what it was called. Right. Um I famously I wrote that Prophet wasn't actually all that anything to be impressed about. So there's that. Um <laughs> Uh, so he's the one to kind of really put shoe on like a lot of people's like radars right he had this this you know performance metric out there back on winston's lab and there was nobody looked really all that close to shoe like he was amongst the names of of legend at that time the the, the rio j hongs the you know I, I probably would be considered jonak at some point you know going into season one like shoe was an absolute powerhouse and he was the one to kind of spot him early. So if you're talking about, you know, scouting chops, I don't know that there's too many other people out there that I would trust to do it better than Roy. So I would uh, 
feel pretty confident that he's he's got an eye on some people that you know probably don't have the same uh you know pull as others let's say so sure yeah vancouver looks i don't know i'm i'm excited to see vancouver I, I think I have some 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 fantasy rosters in mind that uh, this team looks pretty pretty good. So we'll see. Last things on Vancouver for you. Um, who's like the ideal like DPS lineup in your mind? Let me throw that at you for for Aspire. Who would you like like to see him? Like ideal situation, and not like completely out of the woodwork. Like you know, Glass isn't giving up Kebster. Let's let's start there. No, but like if they could have like someone like Quartz. Okay. Um, yeah, once again, like if you can find someone that I don't know about, you know, maybe you mm. can attract someone. Dare I say, like Top Dragon? Um, okay. Uh, I think. Could you. And maybe someone like. RuPaul, Majed, something like this. Someone, or uh, equally like interesting in terms of like, yeah, I don't know, like, the, and then that that's probably smack dab mid team. Sure. Yeah, something like this, right? Okay. But yeah, it's it's hard, right? Like you, I also, I think most of their solutions come from contenders, which I'm not too uh, too informed on at the moment, which I'm going to Well, we're going to get informed. Yeah. We bought to get informed. Don't even worry about that. Stay tuned. But yeah, like, it's also because Aspire has such a weird champion pool, it's also hard to find like the complementary uh, DPS player there. So, mm. we'll see. We'll see. Alright. Another news. I don't even know exactly how to tackle this. Uh, Dante's not on Houston anymore, and I don't know how to feel about that. I it's a shit season to be a franchise player, isn't it, Joe? It certainly is. It certainly is. You know, going back to what was that? I think it was in season one, right? When uh, Houston and Shock traded Smurf for uh, for Dante. Am yep. I remembering that right? Yeah, I think so. A trade that I think a lot of people who knew some things were both like, you know, excited for, but also like, bro, like Dante's been like good for you. Like, I get like you've got you know a player waiting in the wings, but Dante, Dante kind of hitting right, um, and he hit for Houston for the next you know God knows how long, right? Um, hard to hard to really kind of count out Smurf, especially at this point. But I think Dante has been an absolute uh, stud when it comes to the the game of Overwatch and if anything is only aged well, right? Talk about a season where he's only played Doomfist and then learned Diva and all these other like tank heroes and really kind of been uh, a leader for his team, been a franchise player for this team. Uh and in any other circumstance, I would say this is an absolute idiot mistake um from the Houston management, but I I think I get it when it comes to uh, the, the financials at this point, right? It's pretty tough to keep on somebody that uh, deserves to be paid, you know, some serious cash. So I, uh, I get it, but doesn't mean that uh, it doesn't suck. So 
I certainly hope that Dante finds a home because I think uh, he deserves it after last season for for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I think like he was probably on a pretty high salary. Um, Have to assume, yeah. And all those contracts, bar like the absolute tippy top, are just going. They get just gone. Yeah, you have to. You have to. It's it's there's no way around it, right? Um, yeah. Yep. I think it's it's a shame because mm-hmm. like, just think about, dude, the the franchise players that practically died or like left the org. Profit, sure. Yeah. Uh, like, Dante Carpe. I could argue, is shoe one, maybe. Um, you could say like we don't know if Sparkle is coming back, if Hanbin is coming back. Sure, a lot of those Dallas guys. Um, theoretically speaking, choice one is F- LFT. Um, True. Maybe. That, it, it, do we have franchise players? Let Let me ask that. At this point, yeah, no, I, I think we have to kind of you know wipe the. The slate clean when it comes to Overwatch 2. I think it's probably best that we Violet is the last one, right? Yeah, I would say Violet's probably, you know, one of the, the only remaining franchises. Maybe players Kev. Out there. Right. Even then, it's like two years, three years, may max. It's like, is that franchise, you know, I, I can I can say that that's your best player. I can say that that's who your franchise player should be. But I think, at least in my mind, your franchise player is somebody who's been there for the longest and is like, is your team identity, right? Yeah. And I think that, like, Kev probably will grow into that and and likely checks a lot of those boxes, but just, like, isn't there long enough, right? Like, is it... Who's been there longer? Funny ass or him? Am I, like, dumb for saying that? Mm. Wait, funny ass where? At Glad's. At glance, um, oh, okay. Kester's been there since 2020. Yeah, so yeah. that would be that would cool. be a dumb. <laughs> Maybe that's that's fair to say then. I think Kev going into his third year, it's probably safe to say that he's probably the face of the gladiators. Yeah, for sure. No pun intended. Also, but, just yeah. in presence. Maybe not like really in you know talking to people, but um, no, no, no. Yeah, but like when you think of gladiators, you think of Kevster, You think of how good he is. You know, that's. That's who gets the interviews, right? That and like Unter, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that aside, I don't know. Dante, uh, I think he brings a, a pretty potent package. You want to talk about hero pools? Like this kid's shown. You want to talk about a weird hero pool? You know, historically a very good tracer and somber player, right? Just just let's start from brass tacks, right? Started as started technically as a tank player, then started playing more DPS. I don't know how many times I had people in Discord yelling at me, telling me that Dante had projectile players. I didn't ever get to see him all that much, but let's just throw that out there too. Then this kid's got a Doomfist that can go toe to toe with some of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. And on top of that, he's then learned other main tanks. I don't think there's anybody in this. I don't think there's anybody in this league that can kind of like go toe to toe to that. So with that, so I don't know how you approach him uh, for what role he'd be playing. Um, but I think that's a package that I certainly would want on my team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's it, like, he's, he's also more 
than just like the player that you see on the server. Always sure. like a brings a lot of value outside. I I once made the statement that there probably wasn't a player that provided more value over the l length of their time for as long for mm -hmm. a franchise. Sure. You could now argue that profit was someone like that because of the attraction. That's that's fair. Like um, yeah, but yeah, like Dante always seemed very, you know, we saw it with the flexibility. We saw it like with the ability to like to to work in very difficult circumstances in a team that honestly like he was just astronomically better than most people playing, right? Yeah. And through thick and thin, he was with that team, and yeah, it's it sucks that I I get it if your goal really is to win, um. And for the reasons that you mentioned why Hawk is a problem, mm -hmm. the Outlaws could think, okay, maybe we have oh, I someone it. backlogged. Um, it, for the main tank position, we know there's a bunch of bangers out there. Uh, Smurf yep. is free, has announced free agency. Yep. Fearless, Hanbin. Um, is, Some hitters. Maybe, maybe there's something to be said about Kellen that didn't really get like a fair shake at, uh, at NYXL. Sure. You know, they're, they're still... Can someone maximize mag? Sure. It's stuff like this, right? Like, um, there's still... And someone, of course. Uh, there's mm -hmm. still some very good heavy hitters uh, on the market that they could yep. upgrade in. So... I get... I, if, that's, if that's that, you know, that game script, then I'm here for it. I get it. Especially, again, going back to, you know, the financials. This kid... I, I, I can't say for certain that he got like a bag, but I have to imagine that you're you're paying your franchise player quite quite a good amount, right? And if we're talking about, you know, big restrictions, that's probably not a contract that I want to re-up, right? I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily super, you know, jazzed about that. I'm not jazzed about him leaving, but I don't know if I can necessarily afford to continue to pay that, especially if we're moving in a different direction. So I get it. Uh, but I certainly hope he finds a home. Because I think he, uh, I don't, I don't think deserve is is even the right word. I think he just needs to be a starter for for an Overwatch League team. I think it'd be a an absolute shame uh, if that didn't happen. So yeah, hearts out to to Dante. I'm sure he will land on his feet. Last but not least, as we kind of close out the show, uh, we have a new hero mm -hmm. that has new abilities mm -hmm. that mm, we got to talk about. Yeah. So Ramatra. My new favorite hero to hate. Really? First thoughts, Jessica. Yes. Dude, why are you hating Ramatra? You're I, yeah, I'm quirky and zany. I just want to hate things other people love. Why? <laughs> That's my... That, like, what I'm basically saying is stop st stealing my stick. Shtick? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Just, I'll, I'll get off your gimmick here in a second. Let me, let me further explain. I think Ramatra is going to be super fun to play. I think Ramatra is really, really cool. I think Ramacho is well designed. I think if this is what we can expect from Team Four moving forward, I think we have a lot of depth to play with with Overwatch Two, right? Like this is this is a this is this is a deep hero. I'm going to learn to hate Ramacho very quickly because everybody's going to want to play them. Sure, everybody is going to want to. This isn't like a oh let's play Kiriko for no 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 no. Ramatra has like weird depth and it's not like a hero that we've really ever seen before 
at a role that is very, very important mm-hmm. and features systems that I that I do not trust the average Redditor with, I am going to want to pull my hair out. I am going to pog the the absolute shit off when I see this on stage. I think Ramatra is going to be a super fun viewing experience. I think Ramatra is going to possibly dictate a meta of his own. I don't know. But boy, howdy, am I not going to be playing ranked for a hot little bit when this guy hits the, hits the stage, let's say. Yeah, like that's when your DPS queues are short. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see it. Um, I also think it's probably it might be a hero that's frustrating to play with, even though no, it's Could not be. like Roadhog levels or something. Even though I will say Roadhog actually, arguably the least annoying to play with that it's ever been because it's fucking strong. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Where's the good? Um, so. Yeah, I think uh, this is this is an. I love the direction. I know I talked to Gamba and he's like, "Oh, this is all over this." I disagree. I I love this. I want more of the complexity. Actually, go more yes. balls to the wall. We talked about it yeah. like before. I want actually like peak if uh, Aphilios type of like yes, bonkers agreed, yeah. balls it's to the wall. The like the Feng Shui in your apartment designs the decides how good your the hero is mm-hmm. through like brainwaves. I don't know. Like yeah, shoot shoot a random ray and let random okay. or y- 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 no no random. Stop stop with the random. Right. Yeah. No, no, no Angie. No Angie. Um. But like bottom line being like I I want them to be really creative and I always was yes. a huge fan of like the creative heroes that. Blizzard in their games could come up with. I remember Chogal. I Chogal and Abathur. Abathur, like that. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the th- thing for. I always thought like at, at some point Athena would be a hero, and then you would have sure, yeah. uh, Abathur uh, functionality. Oh, uh, okay, sure. Right? Which would probably break Overwatch considerably, but at this point yeah. as well. But um, yeah, no, I think like go off just go off and create fun and like more more buttons i like more buttons i like more abilities i like more complexity I like interesting mm. ideas i think you also have to think beforehand heroes a lot of it was like the main gun the main weapon was like the thing that was unique about them one shoots yeah. grenades, one shoots like hitscan, one shoots like projectiles that go slow, shuriken, that type of stuff, like different yeah. weapons. We are practically mixed out, maxed out on like what's feasibly different mechanics of weapons could look like, right? Um, we we took a bunch of archetypes of all the FPS games in. If you think about it, like Hanzo is the crossbow type of uh, sure. weapon, right? Then yep. you have the the demo man type of junkrat stuff. Like uh, the Farah is like the rocket launch, the the quake rocket launcher type of things, right? Like you're eventually running out of archetypical FPS weapons to imitate, and then if you can't innovate there anymore, you can't gotta innovate somewhere else in the kit. And then I just love just going wide and wild and sure. s- finding something that 
really adds a new dimension to Overwatch. I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly like the way Carico currently plays. It doesn't even feel that complex. It looked no. really complex in the ways yes. everything worked, but we also, of course, as we always do, we overvalued like certain aspects of the kit, like oh, park three times X, like headshot damage. Oh, it's gonna be a killing machine. Actually, it's, she's a power healer, right? Like that's yeah. that's what she's about. The ultimate is uh, like nuts, right? Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I think, I think like the 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 way forward is to look at MOBA mechanics more so than FPS mechanics in terms of like the abilities that can differentiate characters. I think the most of the innovation going forward will come from the MOBA verse, not from FPS. No, would agree. I think. Uh... Anybody who thought we were out of the MOBA verse uh, with Overwatch 2 is just wrong. Um, we just have more of an uptick in terms of FPS gameplay, right? Um, so to get into Ramatra for a little bit, uh, primary fire being Void Accelerator, firing a stream of projectiles in a fixed pattern, mm-hmm. which to me, I don't know exactly what that means, and I don't think that the video really explains it all too well through through the visuals. But what is what seems to be explained pretty well is the uh, the barrier that he creates. It feel it looks like it feels more like a May wall more than a Sigma barrier. Mm-hmm. Am I fair to say that? Does that yeah pro- seem like it fits? Yeah, that's what most people described it as. Yeah, right. Um. But the big gimmick with Ramatra is that he can transform at will uh, into Nemesis form, uh, which alters his primary fire into a punch forward that creates a wave of energy with every swing. And then his alternate fire being in Nemesis form, uh, a positional damage mitigation move, meaning that he is significantly takes reduced damage from the front at the cost of movement speed. And I think that is a very interesting direction or a system to apply to the game, right? Where you could say that Reinhardt has this passively, right? Where it's just like, well, I don't take any damage from the front, but I certainly take a whole lot of damage from behind me. Mm-hmm. He now kind of has this in a more rigid way, right? It's It seems like we could be seeing some more heroes that have this system applied to them as well in the, in, in the future, right? It, it's not a, it's not necessarily like a critical hit area, but it, it's, it's very positional. And I think that's really, really cute. Um, I think one thing that people are maybe sleeping on, I haven't heard too much Ramatra discourse, um, but the ravenous vortex fire a nano ball, which explodes when it hits the ground, spreading a damaging field one, but then affected enemies are also slowed and pulled downward. I think, you know, immediately, what are the first two heroes that come to your mind when you hear that? So, Characters what, like... Who get dragged down? Echo and yeah. Farah, you mean? Or? Echo, Farah, yeah. you've got your Mercies. Mercy. What about the Genjis? Yeah. The Hanzos, you know, all of the... There's, there's a whole lot more to the game than just, like, the flying around, right? Right. God forbid you interrupt a monkey jump. Yeah. Or a wrecking ball, like... There's 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 a lot more here. Yes, like it is going to be severe when Afara is is yoinked to the ground or maybe even, you know, booped into dying, but if if this works the way that I think it might, 
I think that this is like a really big answer to a lot of like really, really like highly mobile tanks, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I I'm not sure. Hard to say, I, but I feel like most of the power will co probably come through the pummel. I would sure. think. And actually the ultimate. I think the ultimate could absolutely be a huge game changer. Um especially like if you pair it with a Lucio and a speed boost and it just like you can actually just stay on top. Sure. Play something like re mm think about this yeah you can pre play reaper with this i think i'm a little so. concerned for his movement mm -hmm. because he he's he feels is am i missing something there's nothing in his kit that makes him faster anyway right no, no no it's it's much slower and i think that that would be where like yes lucio augmenting and and you know covering that weakness is definitely applied, but I don't know that this would be like a rush hero. It doesn't feel anything. Yeah, I feel I, like you want to... I feel like it could very quickly just feel sluggish to get around and like... Yeah, yeah. Very Sigma-y. Yes, it feels very pokey. It feels very like attrition-based. And then you pop your nemesis form when you get a pick, and then you run in, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's going to be about rotating cooldowns and you know moments of push and pull and that's where you know my hatred comes from but that's just me do you get additional speed when you um enter nemesis nemesis uh at least not from the i think you don't need to because it's ranged right like yeah okay, yes maybe, yeah. yeah yeah maybe not yeah your yeah. pummel uh it doesn't seem like it's real rangy but it's 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 got some some reach to it let's say um now i'm gonna need some help here because i remember rating this um which looks like it was wrong um annihilation is ultimate uh ramacha enter enters nemesis form and creates an energy swarm surrounding himself uh the swarm will lash out to enemies nearby dealing damage and pausing the duration when damage is dealt thus kind of extending the duration as long as you're hitting somebody right uh -huh. am i crazy for remembering that this reduced damage enemy heroes dealt is that not a thing or is that like a typo i think i remember no like there was a, some change there yeah there was some okay. change that happened that was noted by the community i'm not okay sure they what retracted the that. okay yeah all right eric, eric is saying play overwatch retracted that when i first read that i was like oh my god this guy is bonkers he's going to ruin everything that alt is busted right now this is a numbers thing because this game is not one where we're having really long goats team fights anymore, where we're posturing and we can get a lot of value out of Annihilation. So I think as it stands now, a lot of this power is built or balanced by how long it can be active. And I just don't know if that's really good, right? Yeah. I don't know if I want a long alt so much as a really impactful bursty alt. Like if I, if I could trade this for Sojourn Rail, I think I take Sojourn Rail in an instant, right? Like, I just want to kill somebody. I don't want to, like, slowly True. whittle them down and have, like, a really long, you know, it It just doesn't feel good. Numbers could say otherwise. Yeah. It could, it could be very different depending on what we get in terms of numbers, but at least with what we have in front of us, it doesn't scream super powerful, right? 
Yeah. Like crazy to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So do we think we we start the season with uh with a Ramatra meta? Is this is this meta defining in your eyes? I mean, keep in mind that theoretically by now we are probably assured that we're going to play the next hero after also by season starts. Yes. So yes. It's, it's a, I I think they have ample incentive to make mm -hmm. it so that that it's meta and also I will say every other hero so far that has come with Overwatch 2 other than Orisa's rework sure yeah has and Bastion has had their time at the top of yes. the meta the new heroes all Dr. the new heroes Rico. had right yes. sojourn um yep. so it it seems likely that the numbers will just be busted but then again maybe also the balance is like they they're not going to either they're Going to start strong, everyone plays him, nerf, and then before the season, give it a kick, and then also new hero, and maybe we'll get a completely new meta. It's like just like the meta strategy I see them employing. Sure. No, no, I agree. Um, and no, 100%. It's not lost on me that all the new heroes are like coming out a little front loaded, right? And even, you know, going back to like the preseason, we heard that Sojourn was absolutely bonkers good and yeah. seeing all kinds of playtime. Um, and then was, you know, nerfed prior to the start of the league. So, like, yeah, we we, we probably would have had a, an entire season of just Sojourn players, right? Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me that Ramatra gets played. But if if you had a gun to my head as, as it stands right now, I don't know what that looks like, especially uh, if Blizzard does do anything, you know, any other balance changes, let's say, mm -hmm. um, in the meantime. Uh, obviously there are a few big ones that people want to see changed um, that would probably f plug in real well with Ramatra. So what this looks like come season start, I don't know. <sighs> but I think a lot of the power, if Annihilation is as kind of meh and as milk toasty as it seems like on paper, it really feels like Ravenous Vortex is going to be like a absolute nightmare for highly mobile tanks to play within. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even mobile DPS to play within, right? Really um, depends on the implication. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, the, the execution of the ability, how it works, the details of it really, you know, are, are you know, the, the linchpin here. But if it works like I think it does, I think we're going to get like a very slow kind of attrition based meta, which, you know, it's a change. It's not definitely not what we saw for playoffs. Um, but maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe maybe like you're saying, it's true. Maybe they go like Lucio Reaper and they're just running it down, trying to stay in Nemesis farm as long as possible and only using the targeted barrier to close the distance. Right. Yeah. Could be the case as well. Uh, but agreed with uh, a lot of the points you made earlier. Uh, this character looks super, super fun. Uh, I think if this is the step moving forward for especially how tanks are being played, um, I think we're I think we've got some some really exciting. We've got a, an exciting year ahead of us for for new heroes. So sure. Ramatra is going to be a fun one. Last comments there before we skedaddle. No. I think I'm I'm looking forward. When when is Ramatra launching? When is that next week? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Definitely, we'll try. September sixth. Yeah. Same. 
course, like I'm, I'm pretty hoped, uh, like hooked on the rank cope. So <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not going to play too much of Ramatra initially. Sure. I usually like start playing like quick play like three days, four days before, um, they the new characters get implemented, just because mm -hmm. then I know I will be able to pick the hero because nobody else wants to, and then also, um. I get some practice in. You should, you should like playing a dry into ranked is is almost bad manners. No, oh, yeah, no, that's not ideal. But you still get people doing it anyways. Um, yeah. I know this is incredible, incredibly uh, plebby and very, uh, you know, kind of lame of me to say. I kind of want to see what his skins look like. This character sure. feels like they're gonna have some like crazy line, weird yeah. skins. Yeah. yeah, like absolutely bonker skins that are going to be like super, super cool and fun um, that I think people are going to like just fall in love with. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really jazzed. It was super cool to see at uh, at Grand Finals. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, I'm I'm only more excited for the future looking at, you know, what this character looks like. So cool. hats off to Team 4. Hopefully Overwatch League can get a, a free agency deadline set in place and not change it uh, by next uh, by next week. But uh, yeah. we've we've got some things working. We've got some things cooking for the show. So stay sure. tuned for that. Um, other than that, Yiska, what's going on with you? Where can people find you? Um, I mean, I had a bunch of stuff planned around the the <laughs> the window, and then it changed yeah. up on me. So I'm I'm trying to figure out what like you know. Uh, try to figure out content that I could feasibly do. Uh we'll see. We'll see. I'll cook something up. I'll I'll let you not go alone through the off season because I know it can be boring now. There you go. All the, How about the leak boys out there. Stay tuned to Yiska. Me? I don't <laughs> heck if I know guy. Um still working on this project. Uh I'm tired of talking about it because it's so far out. I'm not gonna do it anymore. Um Doing some doodling, uh, planning a trip, um, okay. writing some stuff. Want to interview some people? Mm -hmm. Got to wait for that. Um, nothing just yet. I got to figure out what I'm writing this week, so I have to still do that. I uh, I really dug like the the not only the article that you did, but like I kept actually like I fell asleep to me reading the article yesterday. <laughs> I really, okay. like, I really, I don't know. Like, I, I love the message. I had to, like, almost choke up a couple of times while reading it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think, honestly, like, it's not down to Elliot. I know it needs to be snappy, but I feel like the message is better in the audio only. Because, like, Elliot cut down those pauses during the... Mm -hmm. But pauses, like I, I try to really intentionally set them. Yeah, yeah. Right? in order to feel have some uh, meaning in those pauses. I feel like pauses can sometimes be the amplifier to the words between them. Right, I would agree. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I understand. Like it's it, it. I would probably narrate differently usually to YouTube. Right. But oh, of course. Yeah. As as like in so basically on GG we have like the ability to uh up um upload MP3s. So if you go onto the article that was uh, that Joe posted, um, and you should also be able to find it on my Twitter, 
then you can read it, but you can also press on the play and then read, like have me read it alongside you reading it. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was a ton of fun to make. And it, I also think um, like great piece, great player. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the references were actually like I had to read up on on your hyperlinks. That was interesting. I, I didn't have that knowledge of like how Void came to be and whatnot uh, on Backlog. Yeah. So that was yeah. interesting to once again dive into. But yeah, dope, dope, dope piece. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, I, uh, a lot of that stuff, uh, I, I try to aim to get, get some kind of reaction out of people. And, uh, I know how to make people angry. Uh, and now it's getting people to, to feel a little, uh, little, little more something, right? Feel a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe connect a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll do another one. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Um, sure. but yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Stay tuned. Big, big things playing for the rest of the month, feels like. So uh, stay locked in, especially if you're a Contenders fan. Not going to say too much because we haven't signed, not signed anything, but, you know, gotten things planned out just yet. But, sure. um, yeah, well, stay tuned. Uh, this has been, I think, 272, right? This is 272. Tell me in the YouTube comments yes, if, it's, if it is so. 272. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, that's been this episode. See you guys next week. Uh, thanks for supporting us. Thanks so much. Peace.